Spin that shit. You are listening to the You Should Watch podcast. But lay it on me, Big Daddy. Wait, People Magazine said. <laughs> what? Time Magazine says, I can't believe this is a show. Wait, and do I have to also watch that shitty documentary? You do have to watch that shitty documentary. Wait, God damn it, Justice, put down those invisible balls. God, now you got a rope. Damn it, Justice. Wait, oh, here are your hosts. Wait, Chris and Joe. Wait, Bush didn't do that last week. You good to go? Good to go. Do you have anything funny to say? What's that? I'm ready. All right, we're here for episode 15. I've been recording I'm all I'm record I've been recording all of this. This is I'm all in go. the episode. I'm ready to go. This is all in the episode. I've been recording this it. whole time. I'm ready to go. You ready? I'm ready. For episode uh, 15. I got it. You should watch. Uh, I guess we I think we're supposed to like introduce ourselves. Is that a thing that's done? Never done that. Cuz I'm Joe. I, we've, I don't think we've ever done that. Well, you can do it. What's your name? I, I don't want to start this now. Okay, I'm Joe. That's Turd Ferguson. And uh, this is... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this no, is... Uh, we're not starting like this. And this is... Uh, you should watch uh, After Dark, because this is the latest we've ever recorded an episode. It's almost midnight. Yeah, this is, a, this is a hot, sexy one. This is like... Uh, it's, funny, it's written in the news that... Um, I don't know if you heard, but Cops finally got canceled, because I don't know if you knew that Cops was still on TV. Yeah, also, did you hear fucking Paw Patrol got canceled? <laughs> really? Yeah. That, that's, that, that's crazy, right? Um, yeah. Because, the, well, this is what my problem is, because they say they're glorifying cops. Yeah. Well, see, this that that's why I have a problem with that. Because we do want to get to a point where we are comfortable with police, correct? I think we want to more so get to a point where police are comfortable with us existing. Okay, that's fair. So, but by doing that, isn't it kind of hurting that? <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I guess I guess the argument, I mean, on the face it does seem ridiculous. Like, really, you're going to cancel Paw Patrol? It's Paw Patrol. It's fucking puppy cops but I, I guess the idea is like like even like a show like Brooklyn Nine-Nine like it's silly it's you know it's a comedy show it's yeah are just, they canceling that too no I don't think so but like it's still it it still kind of puts cops in a better light even though they might not deserve it I guess is the thing I I mean or it kind, it kind of normalizes their existence so you're like oh no like Kind of like what we're talking about with how the West Wing has ruined like modern day politics. Right. Like it yeah. makes people think, oh no, cops are all that bad. They're just like Detective Jake Peralta on Brooklyn Nine Nine. But that's not the truth. I know. guess. And I guess but, that's what they're. Go- but I know there is definitely some overreaction. Yeah, like like I think that is a insane fucking reaction. It's funny though. The other day, my my dad was watching. Um, uh, Andy Griffith show. Uh-huh. And I, I'm like, why are you watching this pro police propaganda? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like, is the Wire gonna not be ever shown again? Like, well, the thing about the Wire is, is like, it's really not pro police. The Wire, if anything, it's showing what the police are actually like. I mean, I never 
it's weird with the wire. I kind of just, I never thought it was pro police or anti anti police. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I kind of put it, it was like drug dealers and cops were on the well, scene. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's not taking a stance one way or another. It's just showing what the real reality is. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I don't know. As soon as I heard that Paw Patrol thing, I'm like, number one, that's fucking crazy. But I think that's kind of hurting any chance of there ever being some kind of. I I feel like the. The ultimate goal is to there be like an understanding and like an even ground with police, like there to be a, I, I, like a, I don't know, comfortable. That's probably not a word. Comfortable ability. Yeah, but I, I still think that work needs to be done on their side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think the canceling of Paw Patrol at the end of the day is going to be that big of a deal. But I mean, right. But I guess, like I said, it's just they're trying to eliminate some things that might normalize. I mean, I don't know if normalize is the right word, but, you know, the police behavior and make it seem, I don't know. Because I guess propaganda is very strong, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I I don't feel like Paw Patrol is necessarily propaganda. It's Paw Patrol. But it's still like it could, like I said... I don't know, make kids see him like, oh, you know, the, the, all the police are great just because they're all like Detective Doggy or whatever his name is. I don't know what his name is. I'm I don't feel like kids watching that have, have enough to have the mental capacity to Yeah, but I guess it, it could be, you know, uh, what's the word? Like subliminal, I guess, in a way. So they might not I be realized. Think, you know? Um, I guess that's possible, but I don't feel like the people really had an agenda when they came up with that. I think it was just alliteration. Oh no, no, I don't. I don't think that was their. <laughs> I don't think that was their agenda. Okay. Just like I just don't. I, like I also don't think Brooklyn Nine Nine was trying to say, "Hey, cops are great. Let's show it." I just think, right? Just be happy. Just they just happen idea. to be putting on a show about police because a lot of TV is about police. Right. Because right. when you look at the history of TV, like all the old. Like TV dramas back from the seventies and eighties, a lot of a lot of them were right. police related. So just being kind of a thing I, on TV. Yeah, I will say who if you want a fair look at the police, watch RoboCop because <laughs> they're all robots. No, partially, but I'm I'm joking and not joking at the same time. <laughs> all right, well, all right, let's go back because the, the original reason why I brought up cops because back when I. I said I, I forgot. No, I want to talk about RoboCop now. <laughs> I forgot. I saw a tweet the other day. I forgot that, um, like, they used to sell VHSs for like cops too hot for TV. <laughs> I remember it was like before. I guess girls gone wild. They were, like, show like at this police. These police went to go to a bar to break up a fight, and they were just women flashing the whole time. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Because that, yeah, those are terrible. Yeah, because unfortunately, our uh, our too hot for TV episode of uh, you should watch is not going to have any flashing. Oh, is that what this is always about? That's how this happened. Yeah, that's how I try to tie it in, and so wow. seven seven minutes later, we're on to this. We went. Jesus Christ, that was quick. Because uh, the first thing I had on my notes was that we were just going to skip current events this week because I just didn't really feel like talking about it anymore. All right, so I mean, we got it out of the way. So yeah. But um, do you have anything you want to 
talk about? Anything about your busy day? Or your busy week? Have you been busy? Been busy. Uh, no, I don't think so. Been busy. Alright. Um, anything? No. Alright. Net? You've done this before. No. Alright. So, uh, I just see now I spelled grammar incorrectly, but uh, my, um, First note for our opening is uh, a little bit of grammar corner because uh, I texted. Oh wait, no, I do have something. Okay. I do. Okay, hold on, hold on. No, I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm, never mind. You son of a bitch. So I texted you. Uh, no, wait, I actually do. No, you don't. I texted you earlier. No, I do. In- I swear, I do. I do. Right, so I texted you earlier. Oh, no, I, in I the- really do. <laughs> okay. I do, I swear. Uh-huh. I made, I made, <laughs> I made, I made something from the 1700s. Oh yeah, was it your uh, baked onion? No, no, I did buy onions. I actually bought a, like a bunch of shit to make stuff. But um, I made uh, fried taters. That's from the 1700s. That's what we eat today. Well, I made it from the 1700s version. <laughs> What's so different? Got that? <laughs> Would he just stick the um, whole potato in a deep fryer? Why? <laughs> I, I, well, I watched a video, right? And they said it was from the seventeen hundreds. So, yeah. Just like that—that's why. Just like everyone in the seventeen hundreds, they logged on to watch a video first, and then they cooked a potato. <laughs> I'm assuming they didn't do that. <laughs> So do you, did you fry the whole potato? Like, did you peel it oh, first? No, or? no. There was, there was more prep time. I had to slice up the potato. I actually didn't. It turns out I kind of fucked up the recipe. Um, so I, I cut them too thin. It basically made potato chips. Okay. And then put flour on each side uh-huh. and then fried them. Do you have a deep fryer or do you use like a pot? Pan? I used a pan. Yeah. And, uh. Put some cooking oil inside the, uh, you know, set pan and fry them up on each side. I have a picture. I can, I'll send it to you right now. All right, that doesn't help the people who might be listening. Maybe I'll, I'll tweet it. I mean, I'll send it. I'll show Justin tomorrow. <laughs> what I'll do is when you. Text, I'll send it to Ken too. Before I post the episode, I'll just tweet the image. Oh, okay. With yeah. no message whatsoever, I'll just tweet it. <laughs> yeah. That's good. And let whoever might see it try to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Right. There it is. And send. Cool. So like I was saying, I, I texted you earlier in the week because I was, list- I was re- listening to uh, our episode from last week. Mm-hmm. And you said the phrase, hoisted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hoisted on his own baton. Yeah, yeah. That's not it. Which, of course, That's is not, not the phrase. It's hoisted on your own batard. Yeah, I like baton. That sounds better. Yeah. So that, because when I, you know, I, we were texting back and forth some, like, missed, like, miss say, like, miss, like, common miss sayings, I guess. Yeah. Did you get my picture? I did. It looks good, right? You did a good job. Yeah, that's not bad. Not that bad. Not bad. It actually looks pretty good. Yeah, it was good, man. Nice. It was good. Thanks. 
Um, so I, and I came across this article after I Googled some of those uh, sayings. So apparently there's four different categories of like those mistakes in grammar. So the first one is known as a mondegreen. Right. And now that's something where you mishear something in a lyric. Oh, okay. So I've like the example you know, I gotta go off on a tangent here. Okay. Tool does something like that, but they're very clever. And I worded this in my head. There was there's never been a reason for me to talk about this, and I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> okay. Tool does this thing where they'll say a lyric and it's not like you, they'll, they'll sing a lyric and you'll hear a word and it's not what they said but the word that you hear also fits in the song huh. you, get, you get what I'm saying? not really so like they'll say they'll, they'll sing a lyric and like a word that you hear uh-huh. isn't like the correct word right but the word also fits in the song. Like oh, so, it's also like a similar word. Like there's um, uh, the the lyric is uh, this guy's G U I E. I don't uh, know. You know that word, guys. Yeah. So um, it 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 also it sounds like he's saying disguised in this mess. Uh huh. But he's saying uh, this guy's uh, in this mess or something like yeah. that. It sounds like either one could work. It also sounds like he's saying, these guys. Yeah, I don't hear that. Okay. I will never hear that, and I don't want to hear that now, because I'm going to hear that now. Okay. And I hate you. <laughs> I do my part. Don't ruin that for me. These yeah. guys. But they, that ha- yeah, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> fuck. God, if Chris hates Tool now, I did it. This guys, isn't it? Now, oh, I'm going to... All right, so like I said, um, uh, where am I? And nope, yep. it does not sound like it. Okay, that's good. That is great. I didn't want to ruin that for you. So like Thank I said, you. Me, me too. Like I said, Mondegreen is when you mishear a lyric. So the example they have here is, you know the Creedence uh, Clearwater revival song? Um, There's been a bad moon on the rise. Yep. <laughs> this here says... There's a bathroom on the right. <laughs> and another, funny. another one is in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Some people hear Olive the Other Reindeer instead of all of the Oh, uh, okay. So, so does it have to be goofy? No, it's just this, – this is just one example. It's, it's like different types of uh, – I guess I – guess, I don't know if they're grammatical errors, but it's just parts of grammar. Okay. Because I'm thinking of like – we are the sons of no one, or wait on the sons of no one, yeah, bastards that, of young. That would be one. But okay. Mondegreens, like I said, they deal, that's the term that has to do with actual like lyrics from songs. Okay. Then there's another one there called Egg Corns, and that's kind of like okay. what you did. Um, so like an example they have here is instead of windchill factor, someone thought it was windshield factor. You know, I thought that was it for a very long time. So they're saying that this is, in this case, it's a word like gets replaced, but it doesn't change the meaning uh-huh. of the saying. 
So it's still like, yeah. like what you were saying, still makes like he hoisted himself on his own baton. Like the meaning yeah. is still the same. Like something you did, you know, affected you right. negatively. Right, right. Yeah. But I was wrong. And then also, like this is one, you know, the phrase chomping at the bit? Yep. It's actually champing at the bit. Really? Yep. That's like the real way to say it? Yeah, because that, I guess, champing is a horse term, and that's what it comes from. It's like when the horse is like, because that thing in their mouth, I guess, is the bit. Oh, okay. Does anybody know that? Because I've only heard chomping at the bit. No, but I, I think... Chomp, like you chomp on something. That's what they say a lot. With a lot of um, the acorns, it's because it's words that we don't use anymore, so we're replacing them with more common words. So, like, batard isn't really a phrase we use anymore, because I think it means, like, a bomb or something like that. Oh, okay. So, baton, but baton, obviously, is a word we do use, and that's why you replaced it. So, do people say baton? Uh, maybe. I don't oh, know. okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they do. I, I was just hoping. Um, then, then, another... Category is called malapropisms, and that's kind of similar to the egg corn. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just like you just it's not because you're replacing a word because you don't really know the word, it's just you're just replacing a word, okay? So, like, um, what's one they have here? Uh it's something from Shakespeare. Oh, villain, that will be condemned into everlasting redemption for this. But he meant everlasting damnation. But he said redemption. Yeah, I mix that up all the time. Yeah. But, um... And then the other type they have here, this one doesn't really fit as much, but it's a spoonerism. And those okay. are fun. Those are when you switch letters in the beginning of words. So, like, nobody's... Uh, Poverty's nerfed. Like that would be uh, yeah reason. yeah from the office. I was also in um, uh, what's it called? The good place. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. So that like was a nuck, little like knocking futs. Yep. Exactly. So that was a little fun uh, lesson there. Yeah, I had fun. Yeah. All right. So um, moving on is uh, I started watching. Uh, well, went back to watching uh, what we do in the shadows. Great show, right? That, that is a great because uh, uh, our listener Ken, <laughs> one of them, texted me a while ago telling me to watch the show, and I told them that I had started. So I think I watched the first two episodes like months ago, but I never went back. Okay. Um, but I just started watching again because I know you and Justin were talking about how good it is. I'm almost yep. through season one. Oh, really? Oh, man. The end of season one's fucking amazing. But uh, so far, my favorite part, it's such a stupid little joke. Uh-huh. But um, it's the episode where um, Beanie Felstein, you know, uh, Joan Hill's sister, who plays yeah, the yeah. role, um, when she's first learning to be a vampire, and uh, what's it, Nadia takes her to, like, a college party, uh-huh. and there's, like, a ska band playing. Okay. And they're just... Uh, because I think she just like learned that she can be um, invisible, uh-huh. the young vampire. 
So like the ska band's playing and you just see the singer going, uh, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> and then she turns visible, invisible and takes the, the lead singer and drags him out of the party. And as she's dragging him out of the party, someone just says, pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a stupid little joke. That's when really I heard funny. that. <laughs> But um, I was watching it, like, on my lunch break at work, like, in the car. Uh-huh. But it's – the show is – obviously, because they're vampires, it's so dark. It's like you miss right. so much. So I had to, like, stop doing that. And I just thought it was interesting that it's almost like they don't want you, want you watching the show in daylight. Right. <laughs> and, um, oh, the other – another really good character is uh, – what's her name? Um, from SNL. She plays like the um, emotional vampire that's working. She's only in one episode. Oh yeah, yeah, with um, Vanessa Nate. Bayer. Yeah, yeah. When she's yeah, like, I really like the, her character. When when he's breaking up with her, she's like, "No, no, don't go. My mother's dying." He's like, "No, you can go. You can go. It's fine." <laughs> he's my favorite character on the show. Yeah, he's yeah, he's really funny. When he gets like stoked on like someone. Yeah. I was watching the one he was just showing in the episode I just watched today about the orgy. Yeah. He was showing off his room and he's like, uh, so yeah, there's a picture of a uh, human food. <laughs> so in case I have a human here, they'll see pictures of human food. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he does this thing where he gets like super stoked where like his eyes like bug out. He's yeah. Like, it's really happy. Yeah. I really, I really like when the uh, they had the Baron there when they get on the drug blood, uh-huh. but he eats the pizza and he's vomiting around them. <laughs> what episode do you want? I uh, just watched the orgy once. That's episode nine. I don't, oh, okay. Is there ten episodes in a season? Um, it might be. Uh-huh. The, the last episode is probably. It's definitely my favorite episode of the show so far. All right, so I'll, I'll get back to you when I finally watch that one. And you, you've seen the movie, right? I have, but I want to rewatch it because I kind of um, was in and out on the movie. Okay. The, the movie is my yeah. – it's, it's better than the show for sure. Is it? Yeah. All right. Because um, like I said, I did watch most of it, but I don't remember some of it. But uh, I liked when they showed up as the, uh, the Vampire Council. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. What happened with the Vampire Council? They they were accused of murdering the Baron, so they had to go to the council. And they got at the end of the episode, they got left in the the um, like a well. Oh wait, so who was in that episode? There's a lot of people in that episode. So what episode was that? That's episode six or seven. Was Wesley Snipes in that? Yeah, Wesley Snipes, Danny Trejo. Oh, okay. I thought that was the last episode. That's my favorite episode. No, yeah, no, it's earlier because it's after they – and then they escape because um, they get an umbrella to cover the right. well. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's my favorite episode. Yeah, with Evan Rachel Wood and Danny Trejo and yeah. Wesley Snipes and – Yeah, he's on Skype. <laughs> Jermaine Clement and uh, uh-huh. Taiki Watiti. Yeah, I love that episode so much. And I love, like once I saw that episode, I like it completely got me with the show. And, and what's her name? Christian Shaw was she was like the uh, like the one who was bringing them there. Yeah. But I liked how Craig Robinson was on the uh, 
the committee. It's like we have to have a local vampire, so here's Craig Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so my last note for before we get into our movies is uh, this is actually a correction from two episodes ago. Uh, remember when I was telling that story when I met um, I said I met Mike Bossy in a Seven Eleven in Syosset. That never happened. No, I met. I was Bobby Nystrom. It wasn't Mike Bossy. I just, oh, I just you fucking liar. I just wanted to clear that up. It was weighing on my conscience this whole two weeks, and I. <sighs> well, we gotta close up shop now. Yep, but Bobby Nystrom is the the correct answer. And what did he do? He was also an Islander. He was on that team. He was just a different player. Was he as Long Island as uh, Bossy? Yeah, because he still lives here, I guess. Ah, uh, okay. And uh, his son, actually, my dad taught his son for one year. Well, my dad was teaching in Syosset for one year. Was his son good? Well, his son did play in the NHL at one point, but he wasn't a great player. No, like a good, good student. I don't know. I think you just had him for phys ed. So, Ask him. I will. No, but, now. I will not. Wake him up. Nope. Um, so we're... All right. So about just under half an hour in. Do you have anything else for our wonderful opening? Um, are no. You, are, you, are you still okay with skipping current events, or do you want to do you wanna talk yeah, about it? Yeah, I got nothing. It's all fucking crazy and... I don't know, the world's in a real weird place right now. It's a good way of putting it. Very well said, Chris. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I don't know what, uh, I don't know when it will be normal again. Maybe this will just be the new normal. That would be crazy. (laughs) Alright, so I guess we'll go into our, the movies we had to watch, um, this week, and I think I'm going first this week with a movie I had to watch. Yeah, because yeah, I think last week uh, you went first. Yeah, probably. I don't remember. So I had to watch um, Dahmer from 2002. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, according to Google, in this fictionalized, fragmented bio- biopic of one of America's most notorious serial killers, Jeffrey Dahmer, Jeffrey. Jeremy Renner, contemplates his last potential victim, a young man named Rodney Artel Kairu. As Dahmer considers the fate of his prey, we see flashbacks to the events that led to the evolution of a monster, from Dahmer's tortured relationship with his father, Bruce Davidson, to his first kill, to his patrolling of gay bars in Milwaukee. What you think, Joe? <sighs> So, I didn't put this in my notes, but I feel like I want to address this up front. Um, Uh I went back and looked at all of our old episodes that we've done. And I think it's safe to say this is the worst movie you suggested for me out of every episode we've done. Okay. Any initial... Worse than Serbian film? Yes. I'm even throwing... I think Serbian film has more... (laughs) Entertainment in quotes value than this movie. Interesting. This movie was pointless. I did not like anything about this movie. It's funny because I like this movie. I find no... I I was bored. I kept seeing how much longer do I have to watch. (laughs) I... 
I don't know. I just I felt like I don't know. We'll get we'll go through the notes and talk a little bit more about it. But I just felt like I had to say, out of all the movies I've watched that you've had me watch, this is probably my least favorite. So you liked it? I did not. You didn't. Like I said, I think I would rather watch Serbian film again before I'd watch this movie. I mean, we can do that. No, I'm not going to. But I'm just I saying. Mean, so you want to? I don't. I don't want to watch either you of them. Don't. Okay. But, but if it came to the point where I had to pick one, I would probably watch a Serbian film again than this movie. All right. So I'll send it to you if you want. No, I'm good. Um, no, nope. I I even would rather watch that Room Two Thirties with Seven or whatever that bullshit. I mean, that's just a fun movie. <laughs> at least I said, at least the ridiculousness is entertaining. Yeah, that's a fun movie. Um, right, so I'll say I started watching this Friday night last okay. night, late, and uh, we'll get into. I ended up finishing it this morning. Okay, but um. My first note is 1992 convicted. For some reason, I feel like these cases are a lot longer ago than that. Yeah, isn't that weird? They feel like they happened. Well, you mean the whole Dahmer thing? Yeah, I just felt like, well, yeah, but maybe someone else. We'll get into that in a minute. But I just feel like it was, I feel like for some reason, I just associated it with the 70s. Well, I mean, he, I mean, he started out in the seventies. Yeah, but I just like I figured like they were already arrested and tried by the time like in the seventies. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Um, my next notice is that looks like shit because he's working at a chocolate factory. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, what are they called again? Uh, Ambrosia chocolate. And the, the melted chocolate looked like legitimate shit. Yeah. But um, my next note As was. It does. Yeah. I said very Breaking Bad, and not necessarily in a good way. Okay. But, um, I mean, not necessarily in a bad way either, but that opening scene reminded me a lot of a Breaking Bad, like, montage scene, with the way, like, mm-hmm. the music was going, and we're, we're really just <laughs> watching the production of Chocolate. <laughs> like, it okay. seemed, like, you know, like in Breaking Bad, when they showed, like, them making, like, the meth, or, yeah, like, yeah. the making of, I don't know, they do it a lot in Better Call Saul, too, but. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, like the tedious, mundane thing of yeah. like making something. It's not equating the goodness of Breaking Bad to this movie, but just saying that's what it reminded me of. I don't know. That's what I'm hearing, Joe. You're saying this yeah. is as good as Breaking Bad, if not better. Um. So then my next note was additional reaction. Um, Jeremy Renner is not right for this role. But um, but I say okay. that because. At the time, I definitely confused Jeffrey Dahmer with Ted Bundy. <laughs> right. I don't know why. The cases are not very similar. <coughs> yeah. But just, but just because they're both, like, huge in the, I guess, the serial killing, for whatever reason, I mix those two cases up in my head a lot. They're, they're easily mix-upable because they're too... Of like the big names, right? So that's what I was saying too. When I originally started it, like Ted Bundy also doesn't feel like the '90s, but he was kind of arrested in the late '80s, early '90s too. Um, no, Ted was caught in. 
I believe he was caught in the 70s. And I, he was executed in the 80s. Oh, uh, right. I, think, <laughs> I, I think he was executed in 89, maybe. Yeah. But <clears throat> anyway, that's... But you would see how my reaction to Jeremy Renner not being right for Ted Bundy <laughs> makes a lot more I sense. I can see how that started. Because yes. he wouldn't work for Ted Bundy. No, he'd be, he'd be a bad pick uh, for the role, yes. And then I said, uh, this movie feels way older than 2002. Um, I I feel like it was fitting. I just, uh, it seemed like an early 90s made-for-TV movie. Um, it definitely felt like a made-for-TV movie, but I felt like it fit the time. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it seemed way older than it did. Um, and then I said, that is some remote, because Ted Bundy gives uh, some man that he's lured to his apartment the remote to watch TV. Uh-huh. He's holding a giant square plastic box. Yeah, yeah, they were, yeah, yeah, they were big back then. And uh, my next note is uh, these commercials are jarring because this is around the time when that first commercial came up, um, <laughs> and it was in the middle when he was taking uh, that guy's pictures. Uh-huh. When he was like kind of drugged out, and he's like taking off his own shirt, and he's like taking mm-hmm. pictures. And then seamlessly, in the middle of the scene, it just goes like, banana boat sunscreen. (laughs) (laughs) I was very confused for a second. Um, (laughs) And then I said, uh, the drill, for some reason, is really blowing his hair. So the scene where where, uh, Dahmer is, like, drilling into that guy's head. Yeah, I think it was Conrad. Yeah, and but his like Dahmer's hair is like blowing in the wind as he uses the drill. Yeah, like, that probably wasn't accurate. Yeah, that was a little weird. Um, and then I said, I guess the moral for this guy, you see, he just should have bought his own shoes because he really got into a <laughs> fuckload of trouble just because he couldn't buy his own shoes. Uh, right, so next I have, uh, for real, fuck the police on this one, because... Oh, yeah, right. Because the guy that he had captured was, like, escaped and was wandering the streets in his underwear, and two black women came across them. Yeah. And then the police show up, and they're like, no, sir, like, don't let him go with... Because then Donna shows up, he's like, oh, no, he's my friend, he's just really drunk. Yeah. And the two black women's like, no, he's not their friend. And the police is like, hey, hey, settle down. Yeah, like, that we got up? it from here. You can take him home, sir. Yeah. And, that's and just, then, I don't know if they say it in the movie. I forget if they say it in the movie. But, like, they make a call back into the police. Like, yeah, like, the his boyfriend came to pick him up. We're coming back to the station to get the loused. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think I, I, I must have missed that. I don't, I don't think they said it in the movie. But uh-huh. um, that's, like, what they actually said. Oh, so that actually really happened? Oh, that really happened. Because oh. yeah. then I said, maybe we don't need the police because obviously they're not helping. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I said, uh, my next note is closet window because this is when I guess there's a scene when uh, Dahmer's living in his grandmother's house. Uh huh. And uh, he his father comes and he like looks in his closet and uh-huh. he finds like that box that eventually you learn has a head in it. Yeah. Um. But, like, when they open the door, like, the closet has a regular window in it. 
like with curtains and hmm. I've never seen a closet that had its own window. Different architecture at the time, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and my next note is miss the rest of me because that's when uh, <laughs> we've learned that there's a head <laughs> just like from uh, um, Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. And then, now, forgive me, I, like, I'm not as uh, well educated on the crimes of uh, Jeffrey, Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer, but was killing minorities, was killing minorities like his thing? Well, it's not that he liked killing minorities, he was just sexually attracted to, like, black and Spanish, well, not necessarily Spanish, but, like, he was sexually attracted to black guys, and, okay. like, um... Uh, well, I think Conorak was Loatian, um, but just like eth- ethnic guys. Because uh, I just happened to notice that, like everyone, like everyone he was killing was either black or Asian or Spanish. Yeah. And I yeah, didn't no, know he was just. It was because they were like typically hairless. Okay. And he didn't like hair on guys. Like he found gotcha. it like gross. I just I didn't I just didn't know if that was like true or they were for some reason just showing the minorities that he was killing. No, no, that was, that was true, okay. and it wasn't like a racial thing. Like he was just attracted to those guys. Um, all right. So I guess this is starting when I'm getting to the point where I'm getting really tired taking my notes. Because <laughs> okay. my next note Does is your just, pen like drag off or something. <laughs> no, no, because they start to get a little bit stupid. Um, okay. So my next note is uh, Jeffrey Stephen Glass Dahmer. Did you ever see that movie Shattered Glass with Hayden Christensen? Is that his name? No. Hayden Christensen? The Star Wars? Is that his name? name. From Star Wars? He plays, um, it's a movie from, I want to say the early 2000s. It's pretty good. And he plays, um, it's based on a true story. It's about a reporter named Stephen Glass who like invented um, a lot of his stories. Okay. They actually mentioned him by name in uh, season five of The Wire. Okay. Um, but <laughs> Stephen Glass kind of looks like Jeffrey Dahmer, like the glasses, the hair. Oh, really? Like he just reminded me of Hayden Christensen in that movie. So That's funny. Just throw that out there. Because uh, then my next note, I'm not exactly sure what scene this refers to. Like I said, I was getting pretty tired. Um, I just said, this is weird. I don't like this. Because <laughs> I think it was jumping a lot of different time periods, and you don't know yeah. like, what's going on. And then my next note here is just bad dancing. Because when, like, uh, Dahmer throws a house party when his mom, like, leaves. Mm-hmm. And you just see, like, a bunch of people standing in the background doing really bad, like, white person dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> It did not look like it was professionally like choreographed, or I probably was. They probably didn't have the budget for that, or like they didn't even give him direction. They're just like you, mill around. <laughs> More arm movement. Um, and then so now there's a scene where, um, like I said, it's kind of hard to follow. Like what exactly the time is happening? Okay, because they keep changing like timelines. But basically... Yeah, they jumped around a lot. Like, the modern time... Like, I guess the current timeline is he has taken this guy um, back to his house. What did I say his name was? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodney. And he's, like, talking to him. And Rodney's mm-hmm. telling him stories and they're drinking. 
and Roddy tells him this story about, um, like, how he almost had sex with this woman who was kind of his aunt. And, oh, you know, I don't remember that. And, like, yeah, there's, like, yeah, you know, we were, like, I went to her apartment, and, like, she was my mom's best friend. I called her an aunt, but we weren't blood-related. And then I, I climbed on top of her, and then she got scared. Like, what are you doing in my house, Rodney? And it's, like, she ha- turned out she has that old person forgetting disease. <laughs> and, oh. and Dahmer's, like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. you mean Alzheimer's? And he's, like, yeah. And he's like, so I just left. And then Dahmer says, I would have fucked her anyway. Uh, and then Rodney's like, oh, man, you're uh, a funny guy. So my note is, I'm like, he is not a funny guy. You should leave. <laughs> and this is where my next note is, I fell asleep. Because that's one of the last things I remember. And I remember waking up with the credits rolling. <laughs> So I wrote that note, turned off the movie, and went to sleep and said, I'll figure it out in the morning. (laughs) Um, So I guess kind of where I picked back up is uh, they first showed, like, I guess his first interaction with his first kill. Mm -hmm. And he's picking up this guy in the street, asking him if he wants to smoke weed. And I said, at least I kind of like the song that was playing. Uh-huh. There, it was kind of sounded like like early '90s like alt rock kind of, and okay. um, the song is "Architect of Light" by a brand new band, Brand of Energy. And I try to look them up. They have like no online presence, so I have no idea what's going huh. on with that band. It could just be friends of whoever made the movie. It's like just some that could be, like, yeah. bar band. Um. And then I said, did they smoke weed or ecstasy? Because the way, because at this point they're showing like the first guy that he eventually kills. Mm-hmm. Um, and I they, believe it was just weed. Yeah, but they're acting like they're touching stuff like, oh, this is such a cool thing. <laughs> or like, this is the best milk yeah. I've ever had. I'm like, this sounds more like an ecstasy trip then. Yeah. It was probably just bad acting and it was supposed to be weed. That reminds me, did you ever, this is a little bit of a tangent, did you ever listen to the How Did This Get Made episode about Little Italy? Um, I don't think so. Well, it's a movie, it's it's actually oh, a, oh wait, yes, yes I did. I with did. Um, Emma Roberts and a Hayden Christian to bring him back into the yep. story. Yes, I did. But there's a scene in yeah, the It was shot in Canada. Yeah, there's, and it takes place in Canada too, but it's Little Italy, Toronto or something like that. Yeah, and but there's a scene in the movie where because it's about two like dueling because I watched some of it I'm like I gotta see how uh-huh. some of it, and I had to stop it maybe like forty minutes in I couldn't go anywhere uh-huh. but there's a, it's about two like dueling pizza places and one pizza place spikes the other pizza place's sauce with marijuana okay but they're all acting like after the people eat the pizza like they're on cocaine cuz everyone's like running around and <laughs> like acting crazy i'm like and they're like that's not like an after effect of weed everyone would just be mellow and chill these people are like they're like running through the window they're like dancing on the tables um all right so my next my next note, I'm like, that's definitely just a basketball jersey. Because he asked him, he's like, oh, what are you, what's that for? 
like because he's talking to the kid and he's like oh it's for it's from wrestling i'm like that he's just wearing a basketball jersey <laughs> because like wrestling uniforms don't have numbers and it's um, and it's not I just think Kurt Angle had one Joe. I don't think he did. And also, it's not a separate shirt that you can just wear with jeans. It's like a full on like one piece thing. Yeah, it's a sling. Yeah, they they just couldn't afford one, so they're like, hey, just throw on this basketball jersey. We'll say it's a wrestling uniform. Listen, Joe, the movie didn't have a big budget. You're crapping on it pretty hard. Well. Well, here's one thing. I said uh, the one guy, the guy that he event- eventually kills, he kind of had a very forward-looking view of homosexuality by a straight high school dude in the '80s. Yeah, because he's like, uh, he's like, no, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not attracted to men. And he's like, it's not, you know, that's just not who I am. It's not a choice. It's just you're born that way, kinda. And I'm uh-huh. like, this seems way out of place for that time. <laughs> But, I mean, go for him. Yeah. And here's when I said, I just do not understand the timeline that's going on. I Did he, like, I guess he used to keep people in his house for, like, a couple of days before he finally killed them? Wait, what was that? Did Dahmer, like, hold people, like, captive for yeah. a couple of days before he killed them? Um... <coughs> Um, not really, like, captive. He kind of killed them right away. He didn't keep them captive. Because when he got the, when he first got the Asian guy into the bed, there was already a, a black guy who was there, I guess, from a couple of days yeah, ago. Yeah, um, that he was dead. Oh. But then when the, yeah. but then when the Asian guy has, had been there, like, that was also the same time that he got Rodney to come back to the apartment. So I couldn't, like, I, I was, I couldn't tell if. It was a flashback or current or obviously the kid, the height, the, the gym kid was a flashback, but uh-huh. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the timeline, it's not a great movie. Joe, here's the thing. There's not a lot of good Dahmer movies. Um, the My Friend Dahmer is about everything before he became Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh-huh. Um, it's actually leads up right before he picked up that guy that he killed, his okay. first victim. Okay. It leads up right to where he picks him up. Right. In his Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. No, not, what was he wasn't in the Volkswagen, that was Bundy. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, that movie, it doesn't really do anything for me. So this is the only decent movie about him. So this is all I got. Yeah, I would just not watch any movies about Dahmer then I would just watch documentaries instead of but I've I've seen too many well maybe find a new hobby um I guess I could find a new serial killer yeah there's plenty of them I mean yeah I guess I could find a new one to be interested in and then I said I guess my next note another thing about uh the police said if Jeffrey Dahmer was black, he would have been caught after his first murder. Yeah, he would have been caught before he murdered anybody. No, because he had the first murder and he was taking the the body in bag somewhere. Yeah, and, yeah. And he gets yeah, pulled he over and the cop just second. lets him go, even though there's clear reason. Yeah. But, I wonder how many people have been let go 
with bodies in their car. Well, remember that there was that um, last podcast about that one serial killer. I think it was from the Vancouver. Remember he was like the pig farmer or something. They said no, like, Pee Wee Gaskins. Nah, the Pee Wee Gaskins is South Carolina. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah. What was his name? Um, was it the Final Truth guy? No, that's Pee Wee Gaskins. There was another is guy. Pee Wee Gaskins. Yeah, but there was oh, another guy fuck. in Vancouver. He was some kind of like pig farmer and he was killing like sex workers and stuff yeah but, like, what the fuck's his name I can't think <clears throat> of it they were saying like if you just did like an ounce of detective work you would have been able to yeah, figure out it was mind. him yep um and now once again I said I really don't like this movie <laughs> um my next note is I would not come back talking about uh Rodney cause he left at one point and then yeah. came back and then got choked out and then left again. And I'm like, you should probably just stay gone. <laughs> you be gone, you stay gone. Um, and then my final note, once again, is this is a bad movie. <laughs> uh, nonlinear storytelling seems unnecessary because I feel like it doesn't add anything to the plot. Like, I just felt like they did it just because it was cool to do, kind of. Um. Like, I felt they could have yeah, just told those is, stories in order. it is an interesting way to... What was that? Like, I felt like they could have easily just showed those same scenes in chronological order, and it would still would have been, it's got the same effect out of the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting way to show a movie. Well, because um, usually, it like... It didn't really work for this movie. Because when you usually, like, you do nonlinear storytelling, is because usually there's something that happened in the past that you don't want your audience to know about yet. Yeah. Or had an effect, like something that had in the past that had an effect on the current actions that you don't want the audience to know about until later. But like, uh-huh. like I don't think this movie had any of that. Like it was just scenes out yeah, of order. Yeah, you kind of knew going in. Um, and then I said, yeah. I feel like I learned nothing about Dahmer. Like I... You almost don't even know that he killed people. <laughs> like you almost didn't know that he was a serial killer. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> like you know, obviously, right. you know he killed the one guy. Yeah. And then you obviously know that he yeah. eventually killed. But you never see him kill like that other black guy who's just kind of dead in his bed, or. You don't really see much about like ex- like the explanation of his method or like people actually like investigating him and why he was caught or really why he started. Yeah, they um, it's all all good points. Can't argue with that. So I guess that's really all I have to say about that. <laughs> I, I mean. I yield my time. You got a good point, Joe. <laughs> that reminds, did you see that video? This is going back a little bit to that uh, video. There was like a Zoom like uh, open conference call with the LAPD like a couple weeks ago. No. And this guy was speaking, and then he just finishes like something like, fuck you, I yield my time, suck my, I suck my dick or something like that. I heard about that. So why? What happened with that? I guess he was just voicing his. I guess like every speaker had like maybe two minutes or something to speak. 
Okay. And I guess he finished early. And that's like a, a phrase that people use in um, like in like town hall meetings. Like I yield my time. Like I'm done. You can take the right. rest of my time. So he just said, fuck you. I yield my time. Suck my dick. Because <laughs> I guess he was just pissed off at the... <laughs> But basically, yep, that's it. I yield my time. I'm done with this movie. Well, that's funny. Well, all right. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 well, um, if you would like to know more about Dahmer, um, there are many books and documentaries. Yeah, uh, trading cards. You're definitely better off with a documentary than this movie. Uh, documentaries probably give you more information. This is more of a stylized uh, motion picture um, interpretation. A documentary would give you information. Yeah, this was more- a, a interpretation of events. Not necessarily more information, actual information. You know, whatever. I mean, right. so you want to move on your to your opinion, man. You want to move on to what you had to watch this week? Yeah, I guess. I mean, right. so Chris it was, had, Dahmer was good, man. <laughs> it was not. Chris had to watch uh, <laughs> Parasite, which is from two thousand nine, uh, Academy Award winning movie, um, according to Google. Greed and class discrimination threaten the newly formed symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destitute Kim clan. Whenever you're ready, Chris. Oh, okay. I thought like I lost you for a sec. No. Nope. Um, I know they disappeared. Okay, so um, the beginning of the movie actually kind of had trouble taking notes. Because I was just, I found myself just watching the movie. Yeah. Like, I would get through, like, 15 minutes or so. Um, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I gotta take notes. And, yeah. like, I would take a note or so. And then, I don't know, like, 15 minutes would go by. I'm like, oh, fuck, I keep forgetting to take notes. That's kind so, of... like, within the first half hour, yeah. like, I have, this movie looks beautiful. Like, every the whole movie shot amazing. Like, everything looks fantastic. The cinematography is incredible. Yeah. Um, the 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 sound of the movie, like if the music, everything, honestly, the movie, everything about it just looks and sounds incredible. Um, the so it's been, <laughs> it was funny as I'm watching it. I didn't really do a root for in the beginning, yeah, because the. Um, there's the Park family, and what was the other family's name? Uh, Kim. Okay, so they seem like real scum in the beginning because they're just like conning this conning this family into working for them. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of just picking off all these people for them into being like the son becomes a tutor, um, the daughter becomes this like art therapist for their son, right. the father ends up becoming this. Whoops, no, that's. Shouldn't be calling anybody. Hold on. <laughs> I was trying to do my passcode. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> my, for some reason, my phone keeps like, what the fuck? Hello, 911. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to call 911. Hold on. Um, the, uh, 
the uh, father becomes the driver for the family, and then the mother ends up becoming the maid for the family. Um, and how they do it's really fucked up, like especially with the mother, how they like make the maid sick with the peaches. Yeah, that was really fucked up. Um, <laughs> one of the notes I have is after they're doing all this, I wrote this fucking family though. Um, what do I have? Uh, one other. Oh, when, so, after, like, the whole family starts kind of taking over and starts working for them, one of the particular scenes is when the, they start making the maid sick, Uh and they put the, um, ketchup in the, the Kleenex to make it seem like she's sneezing out blood or throwing up blood, that, like, that kind of, like, almost sealed the deal for me for the, the, uh, other family, I keep forgetting their names, what is it? Kim? family I was kind of like alright fuck this family because I, I was basically done for them done with them so once the old family like they're in the house and they're all working for them there was this really good shot of them showing all of them like they showed the father walk walking in um like holding a bunch of bags and then he grabs like the mom's ass uh-huh. um they showed the son um I, think, I guess he was tutoring the daughter they showed the the sister uh, working with the son. It was just a really great shot of everybody yeah. uh, just kind of like going through the house and right. uh, showing everybody. I thought that was really cool. I, I guess that kind of goes back to showing how fucking beautiful the movie was. Um, uh, what else do I have? Uh, um, I mean, I kind of just like was all kind of scattered because I kept forgetting to take notes. Mm-hmm. Um, when they when they go, it's kind of so weird when like they they keep showing the contrast of how nice this family's house is, and then they go back to their house to see how poor their life is. Yeah. Um, when they're kind of talking, they keep talking about plans a lot in the movie. Did you notice that? Plan, yep, plans. Yeah, because the father says you not you can't make plans or. Yeah, plan was like a big thing in this movie. I, I guess there was something I probably missed, but plan was like a big theme in this movie for some reason. Um, but there was there was like a lot of comedy in this movie. That, that's like a, another thing about this movie. Going into it, I had no idea what this movie was supposed to be. Right. Like I, think, I didn't know if it was a horror. I didn't know yeah. if it was a drama. It, it says it's a comedy on Hulu. Um, I don't I think, really think it's a comedy so much. That's definitely the best way to go into uh, this movie is not knowing um, what, it is, what right? it's about. So, like, if anyone <laughs> happens to be listening to this and you haven't seen Parasite, I would recommend watching it before you listen any further. I mean, I know we've already yeah, said yeah. some stuff, but... Yeah, because it kind of, like, from here on, the movie kind of goes batshit crazy. Yeah, because we haven't gotten to Um, the real big twist yet. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, it's all kind of, they just seem kind of, like, shitty from here on once they start taking over, like, everyone's job. Um, And there's, like, little comedy scenes from, like, throughout the whole entire movie. Like, there's this piss fight between people outside the (laughs) Kim's house. Yeah. I found that really funny. Um, So... It's this one particular night, though, all the family is staying in the house because the uh, Park family goes on, like, a little trip or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they're all staying in the house, 
and um, the old maid comes back to the house, and she she looked. I don't know what was wrong with her face. She looked like beat up or something. Like it looked that. like she was crying a lot, or yeah, it could be she might still be having like really bad allergic maybe reactions to the peach. I don't okay, know. so she comes like it's pouring rain. She comes back to the house. Um, she says she wants to get something out of the basement. She left something there. Um, the mom, who's also the new maid, lets her in. They the, the, the like the whole family hides. Um, she goes into the basement. She's kind of taking a while, and the whole family's telling the mom to go back to go downstairs. And the mom finally goes downstairs, and she's like, kind of propped herself against the like wall, trying to push this, yeah, like kind of uh, bookcase. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy when when you first see because she's like way up in the air and she's like, yeah, propped up between two. Yeah, yeah, I'm the fuck is happening right now and that's when, when when once that happened i'm like all right what what kind of movie is this now because that once that that happened i'm like all right and then she moves it and then it opens and then it's this stairway going downstairs yeah i'm like okay so this is a horror now <laughs> and she starts running downstairs screaming for someone and the, the mom like the new the mom slash me starts running downstairs after her and you find that the maid's husband has been living down there right and she's been like bringing him food and he had like him like eating the banana and like drinking babies like he was drinking out of a baby bottle yeah it was really fucking freaky um and that what did you think when you saw that yeah yeah that was because that actor too was like played that role real creepily like yeah i'm sure you're gonna get to it later on but the scene where like you find out that the kid had saw him like years ago like, yeah wasn't that creepy when you just see his eyes on top like peering over the stairs yeah yeah so like the kid like for a long time ago had like the the art the daughter was like an art therapist and they had, like that was a, actually a question I had. Like, <clears throat> did how did she know that the kid had had like something happen to him when he was in first grade? Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to remember. I think they was the the sister might have told like her brother. Okay. As part of, like in the tutoring, and then she told her about it, or something happened. I forget, but I think that's what it was. I think the sister, uh, the sister, obviously got real like friendly with the the brother. I'm saying like okay. the that park, was one thing I wasn't sure about. Like the park daughter was kind of falling in love with the Kim son. Yeah. Right. Okay, that was something I had written in the beginning. I just kind of glanced over it. How old was she? I think she was. Seven, sixteen, seventeen. Okay, and how old was the son? He might have been nineteen, maybe Ew. twenty. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the rules of consent, the laws of consent, are in South Korea. I don't know if there are any. Hopefully, it's okay. Because I think he's um, he's supposed to be college age, but he obviously the family couldn't pay for it, so he's not in college. Right, he forged everything. 
Um, so once she runs down there, um, the family like is kind of like kind of like also going down the stairs, but they're trying not to be seen, and they end up like kind of falling down and. Yeah, they all kind of like get seen by them, and then it's this big thing where the the maid and the um, the maid's uh, husband like kind of videotape them, and th- that whole scene was so fucking tense. Where they like they're doing it. The, were they from North Korea? Like, what was that all about? I don't think so. Okay, because they were doing this thing where like they had the family like hostage, where they were going to send the like the video of them saying that they were the, like they were all related and they were like, the husband finally got to go upstairs uh-huh. and like see everything. And they were going to press send to the family. And and they were doing like this whole North Korea speech that I thought was kind of weird. But, um, so they end up like fighting for the phone mm-hmm. and then the fucking daughter rubs peaches on her face. Yeah. And that, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's crazy. Um, that that kind of, like, almost made me sad a little bit. <laughs> um, but then they got a call that the um, family's coming home. And they wanted, that really funny, they wanted her to make udon. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, sure. And then they hang up, and she's like, what the fuck is udon? <laughs> yeah. And then, So they that, end up like, what's up? Now that's something, when I originally saw it, that reference kind of got went over my head. Because I didn't realize, like, like obviously the noodles they make are very cheap food. Yeah, and then the steak is like incredibly expensive, and I like I don't, I don't know much about Korean food, uh-huh. so like that alone is like another example of like the the combination of the two families because you have like a really yeah. cheap like kind of peasant food for lack of a better term, right? And then you're making it. I with, noticed that actually. Okay. Because, like, the, the noodles they were making were, like, just store-bought noodles, but the steak that they put in it was, like, very... They looked like Wagyu beef or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting, actually. That was a... I don't know. I, I, like, I noticed that in my head, but I didn't really, like, write anything down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so... Oh, um... It, it gets kind of even more fucked up from here. Um... What else happens from this scene? So, okay, so yeah, they're all they all like the like, what happens after they get they um well, they the, bring the the was that well they, yeah they knock out they get like they knock out the other husband they get the woman yeah they bring them downstairs they bring them downstairs and she falls down the stairs and like cracks yeah because she and, kicks her the yeah. the maid. The mom kicks her downstairs. And she hits her head on the thing. Yeah, and I th- there's been so there were so many times in the movie where I thought she died, uh-huh. and she just kept going. Yeah. So the <laughs> I thought <laughs> I felt so bad for her, but she just kept going. Um, this fucking passcode thing. I have to do it for stupid WebEx, and I I fucking hate it. Okay. Um, so when they're all hiding in the house, they're all hiding under, um, as like the people are in the basement, um, they're hiding like under the chairs and shit in the house. And like, there's this really weird scene with, um, 
the uh, parks, like the husband and wife, and the kid's outside in his little teepee. And there, there's, like, this really weird, like, sex scene. Yeah. I didn't, that was really, like, out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting that while they were under, like, their couch while they were doing it. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I wasn't expecting that. But, like, before they do it, they, they always talk about how, like, uh, Mr. Kim smells. Yeah. And, like, I, I don't know. I always felt bad for him. Yeah. But, like, while they're doing it, they, like, kind of smells his shirt and, Mm-hmm. Well, like the sex scene too is like kind of supposed to show that like they were like as early in the movie when they get the driver fired. There's this whole thing where the 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 daughter leaves her underwear in the car to make it look yeah, like yeah. he was having sex in the car, mm-hmm. and like they have this whole thing where they jump to the conclusion like, well, you know who would leave their underwear is probably some drug addict, and they're really like looking down on like, their driver and who he would, like, associate himself with. Uh-huh. But then when it comes down to it, when it's time for their fantasy play, they're, like, putting themselves in the shoes of the people that they looked down on before. Right, okay. That's, so that, yeah. that's kind right. of to show, like, you know, they treat these people as, you know, you know, judge them for being, like, not as high class as them. But when it gets down to it, that's who they really kind of want to act like like. for their fun time yeah um um I also have uh written all like almost all the fights in the movie were super intense and like very like um I don't know they were kind of like I started watching Uncut Gems like I I haven't finished it okay but this kind of reminded me of it gave me a lot of the same feelings as um Good Time it, like it was very anxiety provoking this movie yeah like it was very uneasy feeling this movie uh, most of the movie honestly mm-hmm. or, honestly everything after uh, they meet the the basement people um so the I'm trying to think what happens after this they I think it's basically they're um they're having the party for the well actually no that there's the flood yeah. So the husband and the son and the daughter get out of the house, and there's this really great shots of all of them like heading down all these stairs to yeah. show like how low they are like from this family, yeah. and it's like these constant stairs that they're just going down, and it's just it looks fucking awesome. And they eventually get to their house, and there's this gigantic flood, and they they say like, oh no, we left our uh, windows open. And um, their house is completely flooded. And there's this really great scene of the daughter sitting on the toilet yeah, uh, where she grabs her cigarettes and she's just smoking cigarettes on top of her toilet. Yeah. That's like spitting out shit water. Yeah. Um, that was really great. Um, and I guess the mother, was she still at, at the um, house? Yeah, because they're the only one. She's the only one that was supposed to be there. Like, they knew right, she was okay. there. Yeah, they just came. Yeah, so, like, she right. was, like, finishing cleaning and cooking and, yeah. Okay, so, that, I mean, that they're all kind of fucked for that. And then they end up going to this kind of, like, I guess it was a community center because so, for people that were victims of the flood. Yeah. Uh, and then there's this really great shot, like, um, showing them, uh, the Park family getting ready for their son's birthday. Um, and they call the uh, 
the uh, the daughter. And I, 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 why were they calling the daughter to? Who were they calling exactly to prepare for? Like, why were they calling her to prepare for for what for the party? Well, they called um, this. Well, they called the father obviously because they wanted her him to drive her around to pick up supplies. Um, okay. They, they called. They wanted the son. Well, the daughter wanted to invite the son because she was kind of invite, like, like right. The I son. remember that. Yeah. And I think there was something that she was working with. I guess just because he's been working with the daughter's been working with the son. Like, okay. So it's his birthday party, so they want her to be there, you know, for his day, kind of. Oh, okay, that's what it was. All right, I was trying to figure that out because I thought she was answering as the the care, uh-huh. like that fake um, care company or whatever. Oh no, I don't think so. I think she was answering as herself. But there's a scene here that okay. I think you skipped over a little bit. That might be, I think, my favorite scene in the movie. Um, was it the clothing thing? Yes, the clothing thing. Okay, yeah, I was going to get to that. Okay. So it's the scene where she's getting ready for the party. Yeah. And she's, like, going, like, kind of humming, looking at her clothes. And then, like, they go to this community center, and they show all these people, like, rifling through clothing and trying to, grow, like, grab all, like, they're kind of, they're not really, like, fighting over it so much. Right. But they're all trying to, like, get clothing, and she's just, like, humming, picking out this, like, clothing yeah. to wear. It was just this really crazy shot. Yeah. Um, it was very depressing. Yeah, it shows the but that was that was the cool juxtaposition shot. between their two lifestyles. Yeah, yeah, it was it was um, really really well done that whole shot. And, um, and there's another line coming up you might get to it that particularly haunts me, but I'll let you get to it. Uh, let's see if I get to it. Um. I probably don't because the next thing I have is birthday party bloodbath. Okay. <laughs> what line was it? It was the line where, like, because they're setting up for the party and, like, a lot of their friends are showing up. And, like, uh, mm-hmm. they're talking about, um, you know, like, oh, yeah, we were going to go camping, but, we you know, it got rained out. And, you know, it's good, you know, we were mm-hmm. able to have this party instead. And she's like, oh, I'm so happy that rain came. Because, like, something about, like, oh, we really needed it for the trees or something like that. But the thing that's, Oh, like, yeah, who did they, who did she say that to? Just to one of her friends. But the, the so fucked up thing is, like, to them, the rain's like, oh, it's just a nice little, you know, change in my life. We needed some right. rain. But how utterly, and it like, ruined it, it fucked up. Not only just the Kim family, but an entire community of people that now are living in a shelter. Just so, like, right. that rain can bring out a nice day for your party. <laughs> like, Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, so, this movie, uh, and this, this, from this point on, this is where it's basically a horror movie. Yeah. Um, so, the, the son's at the birthday party. <clears throat> he um he's, he goes downstairs to see like how the basement people are doing. Yeah. Um, he, I I think he sees um the the maid and she's dead. Right. Um, and then he's kind of walking up to her, and you see this kind of it looks like a dog catcher uh, 
leash. And it's kind of slowly coming up behind him. Uh, and it's the husband. He leashes his neck and he fucking like pulls him really quick. And he tries to like attach it somewhere. And he tries to, what does he try to hit him with? Um, fuck, I forget what he tries to hit him with. He try like he tries to kill him basically, but the the kid uh, like latches free and he tries to run up the stairs, and then he gets caught right as he like gets to like out of the door, and he like he his neck like gets caught and he like flies in the air and hits the ground, and then the guy he I forgot to mention that he's been hitting his head against this button that makes this light flicker. Yeah. And it's I kind of wish they did a little bit more with um, the son who kind of knows Morse code. Yeah, um, he never showed that help thing to his family. You know what I'm talking about? The son never showed the help. Oh, yeah, I kind of remember. He like reads. He he the the guy downstairs. There's this button that um, does makes this light flicker. Yeah. That the family just thinks is like bad wiring or something. Well, don't but, the, um, don't, doesn't actually, one of them think it's like an autom- automated thing? Because because like he always sets it off when the husband comes home, so he thinks that it's he hits each light as he goes up the steps. So he like like oh, we kind of like that automation feature that we have in our lights. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But it, like it, it is like the kid did like a. Um, did the Morse code to it, and then it spells like "help me" kind of, yeah. but I think it actually spelled "help me." Uh-huh. Um, but he never showed it to anybody. I was kind of confused as to why. I guess the kid. Um, I think he was just he thought the house was talking to him, so he probably just kept it to himself. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the house was haunted still. Um. So this this is kind of all leading up to the birthday bloodbath, but. The guy's face is all um, bloody from constantly doing the the uh, Morse code thing. So it's it's really cool visual. It's like all this blood running down his face. Um, so once he gets upstairs after the the son had got his neck caught on the uh, dog leash and he's laying down on the ground, um, I, 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 I skipped over this. There's like a lot of shit that happens in this movie. For, like, such a simple plot, there's, like, a lot of, like, like, a lot of, like, little side shit that happens. What was the the meaning of, like, that rock? I'm not exactly sure. I know there's probably many people who have decoded it online, and I apologize for not knowing that. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I know there's got to be something to it. This probably be something to remind me I'll have to look into before we record next week, and I'll... Uh, okay. Or, or if, if Ken's out there listening, because I know he loves this movie, so if he knows, let okay. us know, and we'll talk about it next week. All right. So, he, I mean, he got this, like, rock thing in the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. And towards the end of the movie, he's, like, drawn to it, and he said something like he he can't get away from it. So he has it with him at the end of the movie. And yeah. the guy, I, I thought the guy killed him. Like he yeah. hits him in the head with it. And then, then he hits him again. That's this really brutal scene where like 
it I'm really like I I mean like I love gore and stuff. Yeah. I love that they like showed you a wide shot of him actually throwing it down on his head. Yeah. Um, that looked like really brutal. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking, so once he does that, I was gonna say now that I'm yeah, thinking the rock, the rock might kind of symbolize like his hope for his future because obviously like because he got it from his friend who his grandfather I think had and his grandfather was very successful. And like the fact that okay. he always clung on to it, and even because remember he's hugging it at when they're in the shelter, and that's when his father gives him that, which yeah. is another great scene where we kind of skip. We talked about it briefly, but basically, like when he told uh-huh. him, like you can't make plans, like like the world won't let you make plans. Like you have to like, you know, kind of do the best you can on a like a you know uh-huh. a case by case basis, kind of. But like. He was still holding on to that rock because that rock probably represented his plan, which was, you know, to get out of this lifestyle, become successful. And that's why, like, we'll get, I mean, we'll get to it in the end of the movie. But when he puts it back yeah, in yeah. the river, I think that's him finally submitting to the fact that, you know, his life will not get better. Like, that dream okay. is never going to come true for him. Okay. Yeah, it could be. I mean, that's Sam's reason. Um, so, alright, so he, kill, he, you think that he kills the son, I thought he was fucking dead. Yeah. Um, he walks upstairs, and I mean, the movie basically ended how I was hoping it was gonna end. He walks upstairs, uh, I, I thought he was gonna grab food, but I'm like, oh man, grab that knife. And he fucking grabs a knife. <laughs> and I thought he was gonna go real crazy, he only oh. went kinda crazy. Um, but he, he goes, it's stabbing time. Yeah. I thought, what did I write down in my notes? Like I wrote down something stupid. Um, I wrote stab city. Um, so I have like kind of a list of people. Uh, son got head crushed, daughter got stabbed. Um, wife's uh, arm got cut. Um, the well, the wife and the maid husband, they kind of square off, and the maid, um, the mom slash maid, um, she stabs him with a sausage skewer. Uh-huh. Um, so they kind of, but uh, as the the um, the husband, maid husband, um, originally as he came out, stabbed the daughter of um, the Kim daughter, and the right. I guess in the heart, kind of. Yeah. Was, I guess it was in the heart because she was yeah probably because she was bleeding to death. So um, the Kim father was kind of holding her, trying to stop the bleeding. And then it's this really great scene. This whole scene was really well shot and everything was great. Um, it was this very hectic scene of the the Park family kind of like trying to get the the Kim father to like come with us like we need to go and, but he didn't want to leave his family by, yeah. and by doing that like it kind of would have broke the illusion like you know we're all family yeah um, and then when like the he go he throws the keys at him they get stuck under the husband and um, when the the fucking park guy comes over to grab the keys he lifts up the guy and he like like he seems like he smells something terrible, and then yeah. the park fought, uh, the um, Kim father 
gets like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Because he just sees that as like the ultimate insult. Yeah. And fucking grabs the knife and stabs him right in the chest. And I'm just like, holy shit. Um, that's where I kind of just, I don't know, I was just kind of blown away um, I, by like how, I guess, how good it was. Right. Um, I wasn't expecting the movie to go there. Yeah. Um, and it went there. Oh, it went um, there. Oh, it went there. Um, duh, and I mean, there's, I mean, there's, 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 yeah, there's more. Um, he, I, I well, how, how should I word this? I guess I'll, I'll say he, the dad ends up hiding in the house. That's kind of something you find out towards the end. They, yeah. they make it seem like he, um, they don't know what happened to him. Right. So the, the son ends up, uh, he, something he does is, this, it's all kind of confusing, the ending, like, trying to figure out, like, there's a lot of stuff to yeah, Well, up. basically, after the after the Kim father kills the other father, he kind of runs away, like, they think he flees the, you know, the scene. And then the son, who got bludgeoned in the head, he wakes up in a hospital and, like, the yeah. cops can't find the father because he's obviously wanted for murder. And then you find out that the father, when he ran out of the house, he actually snuck back in the garage and then went to yeah, the basement. Yeah, went into the basement. So then there's this scene where, like, the son is visiting the house because, like, obviously a new family moves in. And he's getting a message in Morse code from the father who he knows is in the basement. Right. And, and, yes. then, and then he has, like, this image of him getting older and becoming successful and buying yeah, a house. Yeah, okay, so that was, when that happened, um, I got originally really annoyed. Uh-huh. Um, and thank you for setting that up. I was not able to do that. Yeah, um, I can tell you were struggling. I, 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 yes, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very late. Yeah. Um, the ending of it, I got really mad at. And because it shows him getting out, I'm like, there's no fucking way this movie's ending like this. Because yeah. first off, his hair was very dark. Mm-hmm. Like, that hair should be fucking gray. Um, and the, I don't know, like, it just didn't make sense to me. Um, and he comes out, it seems like this really happy ending. He hugs him. And it starts kind of like going dark. And then it shows you, like, back into the Kim house. And it shows you the sun kind of like finishing the letter to his dad and it's like one day or something like that and then the movie ends yeah so like it was all kind of like that's my plan or whatever yeah um then movie ends so that was that was a good movie yeah yeah so that obviously that ending didn't yeah, actually sure. happen that's just <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean yeah it was just like that's what i hope i could do one day right um so sorry wasn't as good as dumber <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't think Parasite was as good as Dahmer? <laughs> um, yeah. You thought Dahmer was better than Parasite? Is that what you said, or are you joking? No, wait, maybe I didn't wear that right. I'm sorry it was... Sorry Dahmer wasn't ah. as good. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what I heard. So, I guess by yeah. the end of the movie, you switched. You no longer felt... You no longer were rooting against the Kim family. You were more on their side. Um, yeah... Yeah, I mean they were pretty shitty in the beginning, but yeah, but the um, 
oh, Park family turned out. Well, the, I mean, really, the father and wife turned out to be pretty shitty. I, I didn't. I felt kind of bad for the 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 daughter and son. I mean, they didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, but I guess I mean, to me, I guess the the movie's really showing how like fucked up the society is. Is that it makes people act this way solely so they can survive? Because, yeah. like, the husband, the I mean the. The woman who was the maid, her husband is living underground for the past six years because he was in debt and debt collectors are looking for him. Yeah. So, yeah. like, he'd rather, you know, that's his best option in life is to hide underground. And the fact that they're fighting. Did I even mention that? I don't think so. Did I talk about it? I didn't, right? Jesus no. Christ. That's fine. But just like. You know, maybe we shouldn't do these at like eleven or twelve o'clock anymore. Yeah, it's it's almost one thirty as we speak right now. But yeah. um, Jesus Christ! But what was this? No, so <clears throat> God damn it! Where was I? No, so I was just Dead saying, like, it's it's so fucked up that like, like I don't fault anything the Kim family did because that's what they have to do. You know, to have an earning to survive. Because before you see them, like, mm-hmm. the best they were doing was just folding pizza boxes. And, yeah. Like, that was their best source of income. And, like, you have the fumigation trucks coming by and they have to leave the windows open because, oh, our apartment yeah. can use a good fumigation. And, right. And that fucked up. Yeah. And obviously, like, I think the obvious thing is you used to think that, because, like, with a name like Parasite, like, the Kim family. Like on the surface, it looks like they're the parasite leeching off the resources of the Kim of the Park family. Right. But I think the real right. meaning is that people like the Park family and really rich families and their friends, they're Aren't more of, of the, the parasite Kim family. Yeah, on overall society because their you know cushy life and their money is made because other people have to suffer like the Kim family. Right, and I think that's yeah. that's the real message that he's showing there. And the funny thing is, is I feel like a lot of like um, when this movie came out, like I remember Barack Obama tweeted something saying like it was one of his favorite movies of the year, and someone tweeted uh-huh. like, "I don't think you understand the true story of this movie," <laughs> because like that's kind of funny because he's part of that system that the movie's really. Right. You know, kind of railing against. Right. Yeah, I feel like rich people shouldn't love this movie. Or they they just don't get it. They don't. They like. Oh, it's a kind of cool story. I look at these, you know, these dirty poor people and what they do to try to get into our life. Yeah. Kinda. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's just showing how. What did um? What did um? What is his name? Bon. Uh, what's the director's the name? Director? Oh, let me give his name. Bong Joe. Bong Joon Ho. What? He was on a talk show, and he, I think he, or it was an interview, and he said he's like, I don't know why American people like this. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I, I can totally understand why American people like this. Like it, it almost seems like an American story. Yeah. No, I, was he saying Americans in general, or was he talking about maybe like like American like elites or like 
rich people. I, or, I don't know. He said this is a Korean movie. Uh, well, I mean, I guess there are definitely a lot more. Um, well, like I said, it has maybe it's a lot more directly tied to what life is like in Korea with maybe. the way the, the cities are set up. This plays very well in America too. No, it definitely does. Definitely, but you know, it, yeah. like it just—I guess, like I said—it plays more directly to what maybe life is like in Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like I would have better things and more insightful things to say if it wasn't one thirty in the morning. But maybe we'll have yeah. to save that for um, next week if we have any further thoughts about this film no. but I'm, I'm definitely happy I was really because I had seen it before the Academy Awards and I was really you know stoked when they won they pretty much ran away with yeah. everything and like yeah the, I think they deserved it him winning best director and them winning best picture was definitely a surprise because it was supposed to like everyone was saying that like Sam Mendes was going to win director and 1917 was going to win best film solely because it was all done like in one take kind of Mm-hmm. But you know, it didn't end up winning, and that was a huge kind of shock. Yeah, I mean, I I think I mean I didn't see nineteen seventeen. Um, it was kind of cheap because it wasn't all one shot. Like they spliced it together to make it look yeah. like one shot. Yeah. And then, um, um, speaking of which, have you heard about the Snowpiercer? Speaking of Bong Joon, um, I mean, I've seen it. No, but they're coming out with a, there's a TV show coming out. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like, a, I think it's like TNT or something like that. So I don't know how that's going to be. Because, you know, he, oh, cause, you know, he directed um, Snowpiercer too, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love Snowpiercer. And that's another oh, that good movie um, in regards to, you know, class and rich versus poor and. Did you ever see that theory yeah. th- that um, Snowpiercer is the in the same universe as Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and Snowpiercer is the like dystopian future of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Um, I have always heard about that theory, but I've never like clicked on that video. Yeah, it's pretty. It's basically saying that Ed Harris's character is Charlie. And he's created this. No, really? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. There's, I've, did, I've watched the video. There's some really good points and there's some other like, okay, you're real stretching here. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so I guess we'll uh, wrap this up. Just over an hour Just and a half. Late night one up. It's one thirty in the morning. Like it's a taxi cab confessions one. Yeah, it's almost time for uh, when those saucy commercials start coming on uh, Comedy Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like the Red Shoe Diaries version. I don't know if I think HBO. I don't know if Showtime or Cinemax still do, but I remember like when I was in high school, like at two thirty in the morning, they used to air like legitimate like softcore porn. Like it wasn't even. <laughs> Yeah, of course they did. Yeah, when uh, we were in high school. So. Yeah, I don't know if they still do that, but uh, if they do, it's almost time. If you're watching, go check out. 
some uh, yeah Justin Ken (laughs) if if you're up go watch softcore porn on HBO Max or Showtime a manual in space or whatever the one that was on a lot Um, well, I guess we'll talk about her movie, so you have to watch her next week. It's not going to be an Emmanuel in Space movie. Um, yeah. Did you ever watch Run True Diaries? I don't think so. I saw the one with David Duchovny. Uh-huh. Um, it wasn't good. It wasn't good? It wasn't good. Oh. So do you have, yeah. uh, did you come to a conclusion on your suggestion for next week? Yeah, I really want you to watch I Saw the Devil. All right. Well, I'll, like I said, I'll do this this one time, but after this, we're going to put a official moratorium on any movie that has commercials on the streaming. Okay. That's fair. I mean, it might even be on Netflix again soon or something like that. But right. well, And that's it, another uh, Korean... I mean, it's a Korean drama, like thriller. Uh-huh. I, I consider it a horror movie, but... It's uh it's it's a romp of a movie. Alright. Yeah, so uh hopefully it'll be it'll be added to Netflix in the next couple of days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, what was it called again? Just so I have it. I saw the devil. I saw the devil. Okay. Now I I have two ideas for your movie next week. Um, but before I pick, I need to ask you a question because how do you feel about the music of Elton John? Are you asking me to watch Rocket Man? Are you a fan of Elton John's music? He's all right. Just all right? You know, You're asking me to watch Queen. Do you You're enjoy- asking me to watch... No, just answer. Do you, do you okay. enjoy Elton John's music or do you hate Elton John's music? don't hate it. I don't love it. Does that help? Um, yeah, okay. You're going to watch Knives Out. Okay. What is that? What is that on? That just was added to Amazon. I actually just watched it earlier today, and I really liked it. I was going to suggest Rocket Man. Okay. But I feel like you have to... Not really like, but you have to more than just eh, Elton John's music to enjoy it, because it's almost a musical, Rocket okay. Man. Oh, with all okay. the music I of Elton John. Songs. Yeah. So, but like, if you enjoy okay. his music, I think it's more enjoyable. But the fact that if you don't really like his music, not that you hate it, no. But I think you'd be better off watching uh, Knives Out because that was okay. a great. Movie. I like if it was Bohemian Rhapsody. I like I like Queen a lot more than I like um, Elton John. Yeah, I haven't seen um, Bohemian Rhapsody. I hear it's good. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I'll, uh, I'm down for Knives Out. All right. So uh, we're just under an hour and 40 minutes again. So. Uh, nice, nice. A we'll, cool hour and 40. We'll get out of here. Um, you have a sign-off from... Uh, um, Parasite? Um, yeah, hold on. Give me a sec. Um, I don't know, vamp for a sec? Sure. Vamping, 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 I'm vamping, and I'm vamping.
Vamp powder. Vamp, 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 <laughs> um, guessing Jing Chung. Oh, you're trying to speak Korean? Yeah, I said that was maybe Parasite in Korean. Oh, okay. Well, so, I have nothing go. for my movie because that movie sucked. <laughs> <clears throat> well, to eat their own. <laughs> Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, eight people. Play that funky music, white boy. I didn't like this, I wanna go home. 